Alright, Professor, continue on plus. And so this ability of a pattern to contain elements which represent its former states is what we call memory. In engineering language, we would call it feedback. Because feedback is the system whereby any system of energy is enabled to record the results of its own action so that upon that record, it can, as it were, make plans for the future. It can, in other words, correct its action. And so because human beings have memory, the capacity of the pattern of the nervous system to record its former states, the human being can make predictions about the future and so, in general, control its activity. save ourselves let's learn to feel the good vibrations and take in the information the truth the juice that's right people we are not on e anymore we're on m now <laughs> no wait we're on f okay we're on f we're not on e anymore we're on the f's f this man f that the letter f 
we are Ella Fitzgerald, Queen, Legend, Goddamn. But my friends, it's only one night only, okay? One night only with Ella, so we gotta get down to business. I am your buddy Mortimer, the Magic Man, main coming at you live. From the Treehouse Lounge up here, 240 feet up, baby, we are going through the record collection that we have here in the bar. One episode is one album, and I'm picking out the best or my favorite songs, and we're listening to them, we're talking about them. We are traveling back in time and thinking about what life was like for the artists making the music and the people listening to the music and the motherfuckers in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So check this out. Before we talk about Ella Jane Fitzgerald, we're just going to talk about the movie that we watched while we were setting up the joint today. It was 2000 Big Blockbuster. Okay, Girl Power, that's what's up. Charlie's Angels remake. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember this one? Directed by Mick G or MCG. I think it's MCG because if it's like Mick G, it's kind of like Mick Nugget. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck, Mick Chicken? <laughs> I saw this movie in the theater with my friends. It was awesome. Obviously, Lucy Liu just like set standards for beauty and uh, ass kicking. And Drew Barrymore, cool as ever. You know, been there, done that. Married Tom Green, divorced Tom Green, probably still friends with Tom Green. That's cool. And then, um, what's her name? Cameron Diaz, who, when I first saw her, I think it was The Mask, right? The Mask, I was blown away. She was immediately the new most beautiful person I had ever seen in my life. So, lots of star power. We got Bill Murray, we got Sam Rockwell, we got Tim Curry. R.I.P. You know, and this was um, this had to have been the start or like the first wave of this 21st century phenomena of absolutely no originality when it comes to the box office in Hollywood, man. Remakes of everything, okay? Remakes on top of remakes and then remakes being remade one year later like what the fuck you know what i always thought it was just people well maybe it was a lack of creativity or a lack of hollywood willing to take any risks on any original screenplays if they were coming in you know they were coming in but it was just what what was what the big production companies were deciding to make you know when they hit upon something they saw the market research and people just love this safe nostalgia of peaceful times past tv shows were becoming movies movies were being remade TV shows were being made about movies. Ah, uh, it's still happening. Anyways, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, good. I like that story, man. Detective work, you know, bad guys, good guys, you know, high speed. <laughs> Built for speed, this one. Recommended. It's H. Check it out. Okay. Speaking of H, let's move on to the F's with Ella Jane Fitz, born 1917, died 1996, RIP baby. You were an inspiration and still are. Peace. Let's learn. Let's learn together. Ella knew struggle. This person 
persevered. She was born during wartime, right? Born during the First World War, 1917. And she battled for a shot, her shot even. Tough life. But you know what? The thing that I want to stress here today on today's episode is from struggle comes strength. Not from privilege comes strength or not from a sheltered existence comes strength but from struggle and i think that should be obvious to everyone because everyone has their own struggles happening real or perceived you gotta challenge yourself okay you don't want to be soft like jello you know what i'm saying this is what ella did so she was born um poor in virginia they moved to yonkers new york her mom died when she was 15 and she was left to live with her stepdad who it is widely believed like sexually interfered with her or abused her in some way because when she was young ella started running numbers for the italian mob the italian lottery and actually got picked up uh, I don't think she was charged, but she ended up in an orphanage, which was later so crowded that it overflowed and she had to be sent to a reform school. What's better, a reform school or an orphanage? I don't know. They're probably both shite. Check this out, though. You gotta help yourself, man. Sometimes you gotta put yourself on. So that's what she did. Have you ever heard of the Apollo Theater in New York, in Harlem? We're talking uptown. This place was the mecca, man. I know I've mentioned it before uh, when we talked about James Brown. They used to have amateur nights called Amateur Night at the Apollo. This was tough stage (laughs) to say the least man one of the toughest cities in the world in one of the toughest neighborhoods with one of the toughest crowds so when ella came out who came out first all right her first time on the big stage they were heckling her she said that she stepped out there and someone from the crowd was like what's she gonna do and everyone laughed and then like they started to boo and then she started to sing and she silenced the crowd according to legend she silenced the apollo and if you've experienced a live show been to a live show ever the ability to silence a rowdy crowd is power is juice so that's where it kicked off but get this her whole life especially well especially at the beginning they booed her because they didn't like the way she looked she was always criticized for being too poorly dressed too unkempt too fat too black too female too ugly okay but then they heard her voice and that's why we're talking about her today maybe we should just hear her voice maybe that's how we should kick it off i think that makes sense let's get to it this is the thrill is gone
call it jazz standard sung in a bluesy style it's like a jazz blues crossover songs about heartbreak right whoever she's singing about someone who just ain't interested in her anymore man the thrill is gone ella really struggled with self-esteem her whole life she was basically at the end of her you know amazing long career while she was a civil rights icon of female artist icon a humanitarian icon she would still wonder to herself like why why do all these people like me so much and then uh, i heard one of her friends say that one day she came to the conclusion she's like oh it's just because of the songs you know it's because i sing such wonderful songs and 
and uh, her friend thought, wow, she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know what beautiful person she is. So, she's known as a jazz artist, but there's a lot of sub-genres of jazz that we have not explored yet. And that, when you get all those horns together, when you get a big band together, <laughs> you get the big band sound too, right? But a lot of those horn players, if they're not playing in an orchestra, you know, you can get together in like a trio or a foursome or a quintet and you can do some damage just yourselves, you know what I'm saying? I think that's kind of like where jazz and blues and bebop all kind of got together. So let's talk about that. First, well, I don't know. Let's let's start at swing, okay? Swing music, 20s and 30s. Don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. This is dance music. This is when people were just partying it up in the roaring 20s. They're doing crazy dance moves on the dance floor. Everyone, you know, got money. Everyone's happy. And then that all crashed in 1929. And then nobody had any money and everyone was poor. And the world started preparing for the coming second world war. Out of swing which was dance oriented like i said came bebop which was about the musicians and because that music was not made to be danced to the musicians had a lot more freedom to do what they wanted to do so they started playing a lot faster and they started soloing and it started getting really erratic you know and then that's this is an important uh, evolution of jazz music and then people started getting into this sound the bebop sound and they're like yo yo this is the new sound this is the fast uh, stuff that I like and then scatting you know skip it up skip it up wow <laughs> that was a way of vocalizing without lyrics vocalizing over this music so like anybody could do that too and then you know everyone's gonna say if, if all of a sudden you're scatting but you're using real words then you're rapping you, you know you're singing so this is how all this stuff flowed together, flowed out together, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay, bebop, subgenre of jazz, rock steady, subgenre of reggae. The two uh, famous, super cool. I always thought Shredder henchmen from Ninja Turtles were both named after music subgenres. Did you know that? Did you ever think about that? But pretty cool, eh? Okay. Here's some more facts. Ella was an outstanding student. Apparently she was smart, man, got good marks. She moved around a lot, but uh, always got the good marks. She didn't really party. There's no substance abuse. She was just like the music. She was about the music. When she won amateur night at the Apollo and she silenced the crowd, okay? There was supposed to be a second part of the prize other than like whatever the little prize money that you got to play the Apollo for a week. But uh, even the cats at the Apollo were like, oh, we don't want this like scrumpet, you know, like getting a whole week. So she never got that. Like, so she was getting hated on like that, right? So it was like, what the hell? But when she finally did pop off, you know, it was still 1930s, 1940s, super racist times. They were some of the band members, like friends, people were ever talking about leaving Harlem to go on tour. As soon as you leave the safety of Harlem, they couldn't even get a burger, like a burger stand, because they were black in America. And I was just like, holy shit. Think about that for anyone who knows. Being scared to leave Harlem. <laughs> what a world. 
being scared to leave a tough neighborhood because the outside world is even worse. Fuck sakes, man. It's crazy. One of the sons of Harlem was this dude named Earl Snake Hips Tucker, which Ella loved, and he had a big influence on her because she loved to dance too. This guy started a dance craze in Harlem in the 20s called Snake Hips. You ever heard of this guy? You know, I hadn't, but that's a cool nickname, man. I wonder if Elvis had ever heard of this guy, Snake Hips, because he had the pelvis gyration going on like that, you know? Ella loved Louis Armstrong, Bing Crosby, jazz, big band, the music. She could do anything with her voice. Apparently her voice shattered glass. There was a Memorex commercial where, I guess it was, I don't know, I don't know. I guess it was doctored up, but like, she shatters the glass with her voice, and then they record her voice on the Memorex tape, and then they play her voice, and the tape shatters the glass as well, and then the Memorex slogan was like, Memorex, like, can you tell the difference between the real thing or something, you know? I just thought that was pretty cool though. Shattering glass with your voice, goddamn man, like that's some shit straight out of the movies. That's a superpower. It's a superpower, man. Cause she's a superhero. And check this out, I thought this was cool. One of her early hits was this song called A Tisket A Tasket, which is, you know, American folk song, but she redid it with uh, this guy named Al Feldman and it became a huge hit. And I can remember my granny singing this song to me when I was a little kid, hey, my granny just give a task. And I always thought it was just because it was like some like nursery rhyme, but this woman was alive at the same time Ella Fitzgerald was. You know, when you'd start hearing these songs and people were playing the record, the just give a task, it was a massive hit. So I'm quite sure that's why my granny that was the one of the go-to things she would sing to me. So that's pretty cool. My granny liked Ella Fitzgerald. Like I had no idea how would I know that, right? How would I ever know that? But Ella stopped traffic, man. Like she was big like that. People respected her, especially when she moved. She started um, recording a series of albums of covers, of renditions of other famous songs, a lot of jazz musicians, which exposed jazz to a, he a much wider audience of uh, white Americans who had never heard it before. Because remember, back then to some of those people, like, didn't care about music, but would not dream of listening to a genre that was considered race music or like colored music or whatever the fuck they wanted to call it. Like, ah. When she died at the age of 79, someone said, the songbook series, her series of eight albums of homages, versions, covers, performed a cultural transaction as extraordinary as Elvis's contemporaneous integration of white and African-American soul. Here was a black woman popularizing songs often written by immigrant Jews to a national audience of predominantly white Christians. So think about that. That is culture bringing people together they might not even know they're embracing like the culture that they're afraid of but it doesn't matter because once you take you know the love into your heart it stays there <laughs> she's a legend she's a pillar of strength she's a personal hero of mine she's one to truly be revered her friend said that like her her only fault her biggest fault that she would act childish sometimes that she was childish she 
adopted the three children of her half-sister when her half-sister died and um, put them all through college like she said she was gonna do and I can pretty much bet you that even if she wasn't rich and famous she still would have taken in those three children because it seems like that's the type of person that she was so I'll leave you I'm gonna leave you with another Ella song okay it's lounge music so it's fitting but um, I want you to think about something else. Let's, let's think about suffering again for a second. Ask yourself, have you ever truly known thirst? Have you ever thirsted so bad but could not quench it? Have you ever truly known hunger and not known where your next meal was going to come from? truly known hatred or fear or had that directed at you in a violent way have you ever looked down the barrel of a gun that someone was pointing at you or seen the glint of steel when a knife gets pulled out and you don't have one because I'll tell you many 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 people already have just today just this morning. That's what happens when we don't take care of each other. So, the message is peace, the medium is the voice. That's what we learned from Ella. At Tiska to Tasket, she wasn't singing about the stupid yellow basket that she couldn't find, okay? The medium, the sound waves was the message that a new star had emerged and she was unlike anyone who had come before her. Peace, peace, peace to all the gods and the earth, but especially the earth. Peace to y'all, peace to the Fs. We're coming back tomorrow with more good F action. We're gonna F, we're gonna keep Fing for like a week straight. <laughs> all right, my friends, I am gonna leave you with CC Rider, but I will CC you again tomorrow if you bring it back here one time. It'll be me and you and us, all right, baby? I will see you tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace, peace to elephants, peace. <laughs>
shoot my man and catch a cannonball if he won't have me he won't have no gal at Didn't come home on 